Good day, everybody. My name is Carlos. I'm your co-host for My Life Without Limits podcast. And this is our first episode from this new 2023 year. Mm-hmm. And But before we start uh, and ha- have introduced our wonderful guest today, I want to introduce my co-host again that she's stick with me for another year thankfully <laughs> thankfully she hasn't got sick of me which is good uh it's it's very we're very good separate rooms, <laughs> we're, we're yeah we're in two separate rooms two separate walls so we can put up with each other that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of a good thing uh welcome leah welcome to 2023 and uh, how are you doing today doing really good. I'm very excited about this. This is a really, really, really good, perfect one to to start our year off. It is a really good uh, Very exciting, yeah. To start a 2023 year. It kind of sounds like you you talked to Santa Claus and and you brought this present to us, which is pretty awesome, which is pretty awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty awesome that way. So, Leah, I want to let you introduce our two wonderful guests because if I say you talked to Santa Claus and you brought this <laughs> present to us, so please uh, introduce our wonderful guest and uh, to our audience, which is which is awesome. So. Absolutely, yeah, we've got Sean and Kevin here calling in all the way from Toronto, which is great. We love having um, everybody from across Canada joining us. So I think we'll just really dive in, and Sean, I'll get you to start just. Tell us about yourself and um, just any anything you want to tell everybody, and then we'll go over to Kevin, and then we'll get into the amazing project that you guys worked on. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having us. Uh, I'm really excited to, to be here. Um, I guess for me, uh, I'm a disabled uh, content creator with... Uh, Cerebral palsy. Um, I graduated from Humber College with a, a a diploma in broadcasting, and so I've really been around uh, the arts scene in terms of like uh, the work that I find myself doing, particularly around uh, life with. Uh, living with a disability, that seems to be where I tend to land on things. Mm-hmm. And so that's when uh, I got the chance to connect with Kevin through uh, through uh, another writer we have on the show. And uh, that's how we started working on this uh, project. Awesome. Really excited to hear about it. Kevin from Long Hope Media, correct? That's what That's right. Hi. Yeah. Uh, so glad to be here. Uh, my name is Kevin Wallace. I am co-founder of Long Hope Media based in Toronto, um, mainly a comedy production company uh, specializing in, in TV and, and some um, streaming content. And uh, we actually are a fairly new company. Um started in the fall of 2020 because what better thing to do in the middle of a pandemic right start a a new production company company, you know (laughs) uh uh, my background though um i worked many years uh for a show called royal canadian air farce right uh i'm a showrunner and a a writer uh for that 
and on other projects, including um, Second Gen, which shared on Omni. Um, right now, actually, I'm calling from the beautiful studios in Oakville, Ontario, uh, where ah. we actually shot uh, the show, which we'll be talking about soon, You're My Hero, because uh, I'm on the second season of a sketch series right now called Abroad. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. When um, I was... I don't know why I'm throwing this in here. It's not really about me, but um, in my early twenties, I, I thought maybe I was going to be like a makeup artist or something. And I had just had an opportunity to go on set. And there was a show here in Edmonton called um, it may contain nuts. It was like a comedy show. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. So I just went and did a a day on set just to watch what they do. And it was actually, it was really fun. I was all excited because they had a craft table there and, was like oh fun <laughs> get to do all this yeah, it was yeah cool. we're we're known for our craft table which for everybody yeah. is like a way a, a word to say like uh our food and, yes. and really that's yeah. what most of my job entails is talking about what's on the craft table and yes, eating exactly. the snack off of the craft table yes that's right that's awesome <laughs> and carlos and i were talking yesterday too about um showrunner what is a showrunner is it like a producer or a little different it is. I, I would describe it like the the lead creative producer. Um, okay. Like as a as a writer myself, um, I'm kind of like uh, seen as like the, the guy who makes the ultimate creative decisions uh, across the board for the show. That okay. will help. You know, if somebody wants to know, well, what is this wardrobe or that wardrobe the best? I'll be the final decision on that. Yeah. Um, but it was very unique on this project because it was Sean's uh, voice and so- mm-hmm. Sean created it which uh, we're excited to talk about today yes very excited about this so yeah Sean how did you come up with this idea is it just real life experience that you know you thought because I always talk to Carlos I'm like do you imagine camera following you around as you're navigating the (laughs) wintry city of Edmonton and you're with your your crutches and (laughs) trying to get around the real eye would be a real eye opener so yeah, well, I think, first of all, I think I thought I had it bad in Toronto, but I can imagine uh, Edmonton would be a oh, whole terrible. another <laughs> level of, of uh, just disaster to try and yes. navigate in the winter. Uh, <laughs> but I think at a certain point, I realized that, like, hey, all these situations that I find myself a lot of times uh, unwillingly and like whether it be not being able to access a ramp or just like uh, people having the most outlandish questions and feeling as if they can just come up to you on the street and ask you or uh, um, just not having autonomy over your own being. Yeah. Um, I, I, I figured out that a lot of that could be funny if we could frame it in the right mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that's where it came from for me. And also, uh, I wanted something that was authentic the experience of living with a disability that wasn't mm-hmm. uh it wasn't overcoming 
like obstacle that wasn't seen as any sort of inspiration. It really focused on the humor that can develop from just trying to live uh, your everyday life in a world that wasn't necessarily uh, designed for you. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's really where the uh, inspiration for for your Mike Hero came from, I think. You didn't want to get into the inspiration porn business, <laughs> as yeah. they call it? <laughs> I think that was really one of the uh, first and earliest discussions that I had with Cousin and mm -hmm. my other writer, uh, Cassidy Sevierra, was listen, I want to make this a real thing. We want to avoid it, avoid it being inspiration porn because, mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've all seen the, that countless times and mm -hmm. it's, it's about time for something else to mm -hmm. kind of be highlighted. So yeah. I mm -hmm. think that's something that, that I'm really proud of about this show is that it kind of it, it stays away from that but it also sort of like makes fun of that mm -hmm. at the same time I think yeah I think it's good to have humor along with that because then much. people are more apt to sit and learn about it more and, and watch if you know and I think it makes people more comfortable because I think people get really uncomfortable when it comes to disabilities and if you put a humorous spin on there, maybe it makes them a little more comfortable with I it. Think, I think that's the, that's the hope is mm -hmm. eventually just put it out there so it becomes like uh, a part of, of the normal conversation, right? And then yeah. it just becomes uh, like a thing that everyone is aware of but isn't and you sort of, uh, like, it's not outwardly different to them because mm -hmm. they've been exposed to it, I think. Um, yep. Yeah, I think that's really great. And then, Kevin, had you ever done anything like this before, like work with anybody with disabilities, or did you, Is this was this new? No, this was new for the company. And, I mean, I worked on the Easter Seals Telethon years mm -hmm. ago on CBC, but nothing so much and all-encompassing. And it really was, when I was sent the script, I knew nothing about it. It was just a script sent to me say, hey, read this. <laughs> no, no notion. I went in and I read it. And I was like, this is one of the funniest pilots I've ever read. Uh, and wow. I thought it did a lot of things right where uh, Sean hit it right on the nose where it, it, yes, it's a show about disability, but he said, this is a show first about friends. Mm -hmm. um, and it's through the lens of somebody with a disability. But I was like, well, that's really interesting to me. And that's why it felt so fresh and so funny. And there is this notion, we've talked a lot about it too, of how to give permission to people <laughs> who are able-bodied like myself to laugh at things where <laughs> it, now you, you, we're, we're all hypersensitive in a good way mm -hmm. uh, to be, I think, more caring and more thoughtful of, of other yeah. people. But then it's almost swung so far where we're like, we, sh we like, you can't make fun of anything uh, like this now because you shouldn't. 
And Sean says, yes, I want to. And if Sean says he can, I'm like, I will fight all the way to the end of the earth to make sure you can, you can laugh at yourself and, and put it out there for people. Um, and it was a very interesting challenge, but we had great production partners in CBC who were with us all the way of saying, go for it, go uh, as deep as possible, push the envelope as much as you guys want. Uh, Cause it's coming mm-hmm. from Sean. And uh, you know, Sean, one of the very first things he said was about, uh, people coming up and just asking you any question and feeling like a bit invasive. But you know what? The first thing Sean said to me was, you ask me anything yeah. and like, my, let's mine it together, which yeah. I guess in that way, talking about giving permission to laugh about something too. I think even in the opening scene of the series, uh, Sean's character is is doing a talk to kids and he tells some very hard, real truths to him. And that's our kind of the audience window into this world of being like, hey, I'm laughing at myself. I also got some really great jokes, though. Mm-hmm. Come with me for this ride along where you're going to laugh. And hey, yeah. maybe you might learn something. But I love with comedy when you're not really actively thinking about learning. Because uh, I find it breaks down those barriers and people are much more open to receiving uh, a life lesson in a way if it's like coded with coded with comedy quite frankly yeah and i think i think what sean is saying and what you're saying kevin is it's a great point because uh i always talk about with my mom about laughing about my own disability but society in general is making making disability as you cannot make a joke about this and that because it's politically incorrect but you're allowed to because the more fun you have laughing at your disability yeah. the better you're going to live your life. I, that's the way That's the way I see it. So I am really looking forward to this project because I want to show it to people and I want to say to people, this is the way you're supposed to live uh, and to laugh about it. And if you laugh about it, we're not going to take it too hard. And people who are taking it too hard, I think it's going to be an eye-opener for a lot of people to, to have a little bit of a layback, you know, kind of life. Yeah, no I, I, yeah, I really hope so. And just to finish it off, like it's um, it's really interesting to see some of the subject matter we're dealing with because we deal with some really big topics. Like we deal with the, the R word, which is a really heavy word. And but yeah. this was a uh, this was a word that Sean's like, I want to address this directly because it's not yeah. like just because we know it's not okay to say it doesn't mean it doesn't happen all the time to me still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said wow, like, if you're comfortable with going for it, let's go for it. And and let's show really what happens. But still, at the end of the day, this show, uh, what I really love about it is it's, yes, a disabled uh, person in the, in the middle of it, but he also is just an average guy who has average life problems, too. Yeah, He has his special problems of dealing with disability, yes, his, you know, not the typical things that a lot of people who are able to see every day, but he also is just dealing with the friendship. And I, I love that because Sean, you, you talk about like how it's like, well, yeah, but disabled people don't have normal friendships. And he's like, that's so not fair to say in, in the real world. Uh, yeah. But we don't see that a lot. That's very true. You're absolutely right. I mean, Carlos, you go have drinks with friends and, you know, if anything's going to stop you, it's going to be the venue you're going to that's not yeah. accessible. It's it's nothing yeah. to do with, yeah, anything else. And no. yeah, so I think that'll be great to see. Um, was it, 
having somebody in it with a disability on set because we know we need to see more representation on TV. And I don't know why people shy away from it. And I don't know if they think, oh, how are you going to get around? There's, you know, wires everywhere. But how did you find, you know, being on a set and how making it accessible? Like, was it pretty simple just to accommodate? I, I think that is what I hope the other side, like, of the show will do. There's the uh, the front forward to the audience, just the general mm -hmm. public that will just laugh. And then there's the other side that we're trying to push out right now for the industry side of how to deal with disability. And like, there's actually a, a disabled screen office opening up in Canada officially on, uh, I believe in the beginning of April. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking to them. Mm -hmm. And I, I, if there's any producers listening, it's just have to treat it like another um, line item in the budget just yeah. like dealing with COVID. Okay, we have to deal with COVID. We had to buy more masks. And for us, though, again, it was Sean being so open, being like, ask me anything. And here's what I can tell you, too, that might be a bit different right. uh, than just another actor being on set. Uh, but here's what I, I would say at the end of the day. You know who also came to set knowing all his lines and had the least screw-ups? Sean. And I think there's also like that just because somebody's disabled doesn't mean they're going to pull a production down because exactly. for that reason. But right. also we felt very confident knowing that going in because mm -hmm. we had so many talks with Sean uh, with uh, not only like myself, the creative, but on the production side, yeah. uh, having these little conversations like, okay, how long would it take for you just to have a break? Let's talk about that. And really laid it out. Right. Um, yeah. So that when we went to set, there were no real bumps that I would say, Sean. What what did you think? I would agree with that. I think that for us, I think uh, we, I think we both agree on this. Is like it was the first time for for everyone in that mm -hmm. really just just uh, dealing with navigating uh, a set and navigating. Uh, scheduled because traditionally in TV, TV schedule is super tight and everything has to be like you gotta get done what you want to get done or right. you're not gonna get it done, right? Uh, but I think for us there was our understanding of well if we if we have to like put in a little cushion here then that's just gotta be what it's gotta be. And uh, hopefully other, uh, our hope is that this show opens the door to show mm -hmm. other uh, production companies and people in the industry that like, you can make a show that's also very good and very funny but also have uh, have a mindset that's open to like changing stuff around based on what you're what you're given and what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah, and behind the scenes too, right, Sean? Like, who we? I don't know if you want to talk about. Uh, I think Gregor, director, would be fine to to mention this because he does openly speak about it as well. But it was important to have representation behind the camera as well. Right. Yeah, and I think that's what's so important for us was having 
Greg and I together. Uh, Greg has uh, type 1 diabetes. And uh, so he has been yeah. really kind of dealing with trying to uh, bring his career like to where he wants to get it. But mm -hmm. the way the industry has been in the past, he's really had to uh, like navigate his schedule with uh, the shooting schedules. And yeah. TV is long hours, right? Mm -hmm. And if you rely on shots of insulin every, uh, every couple hours or whatever it is, but you're in the middle of a shot that you have to get done or mm -hmm. it's not going to get done, mm -hmm. then you either have to make a sacrifice for the show mm -hmm. or a sacrifice to your health. And knowing Greg, if he's being put in that situation, he's going to put the sacrifice on himself. Mm -hmm. So... I think for us, the key was to give Greg uh, the space to not have to make those tough choices and and make sure that he had time as well to just go away, get a snack, and, uh, and do what he had to do so that he was at, his, at the best of his ability as well. Mm -hmm. And that's great because if you don't do that, he can put his health at risk, right? Yeah. So it's, it's it's a good thing that you guys make that adjustment. And I think that's a good teaching for other production companies because, for example, if I wanted to be in a production place where I wanted to be behind the scenes and I needed to take time for moving around and they don't give me that opportunity, I can hurt myself by falling, right? Or anyone else who might be wanted to do that. So I think this is a good good lesson for that as well. So thank you for that. So Kevin, you were going to say something? Sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say uh, it, it was a real eye-opener uh, for me in another way too with uh, Greg Jeffs because he... Is in, uh, I guess the, the term is invisible disability yes. because yes. type one diabetes and people I, I've been in rooms or with him where it's like, well, you're not disabled. And he's like, thank you very much for telling me that my diabetes might not kill me one day. Like, thanks for knowing more than me. And it's like, yeah. that's another level of disability that yes. I was exposed yeah. to that. I was like, wow, like having that happen. And I saw it firsthand. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was great the way uh, our director, Greg, handled it, too, because we also had another director with us who could always spell off if he needed to take a break. And I would also be there, too. So if he ever needed to, he could step off set. And I would just be able to, um, you know, fill in for him. Uh, but that's not built into most places because it'd be like, yeah. oh, you just need a break. Oh, I'm sure you just need a break. for no. It's like, well, yeah, if he doesn't have a snack. He could go in a diabetic coma, like yeah. Mm -hmm. But people scoff at that because it's this industry too. It's the the long hours. It's like it's almost a badge of honor. Like oh, you worked twelve hours. I worked eighteen hours yesterday. Ah. Yeah, competition. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> we're really trying to change that too because yeah. you can get your day and not not kill the crew and kill the cast. Right. But it's tough because on our budgets, it, it's hard to make the days if you don't have long days. Right. And that's a lot of the push pull. 
Yes. So how long was it? How long was the project in total for you guys? Like, how long did it take to finish it? To finish the project? Well, we're still going now. So oh, we're, still we're going. post actually. Okay. Yeah. Right. But, um, yeah. but the recording part yeah, of it. I mean, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So the recording part uh, took uh, place over three weeks. Sorry, so sorry. it was a 15 shoot day to get uh, seven episodes, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is quite uh, an aggressive schedule, but. Uh, we really mapped it out well um, in order to do that. And if really from, and well, Sean's been working on the project for a long time. So I would say relatively quickly, but also Sean, you might want to talk through that. <laughs> on, his up end. To us. <laughs> on your end, you've been gesting on this for a long time, right? Yeah. I think in total, it was about five years from when I wrote the first draft to, to when we finally uh, put it uh, on film, on mm-hmm. on digital, I guess. In this yeah. case, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a long process, and that's I had to give a lot of credit to my other uh, co-writer Cassidy because they really came in when I was in a place where I wasn't sure what I was, if I still wanted to keep going with it because it had been so long. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's getting fresh eyes on the project and they really elevated it to uh, uh, a level. And they also really energized my belief in the project as well. So then I was like, yeah, maybe maybe this is possible. And so yeah, together we we uh, looked for a producer, and then uh, just when we were about ready to pack it in, uh, Chelsea was like, well, why don't I give give it to Kevin, see what Kevin thinks. And then we we uh, sent it off, crossed our fingers, and then Kevin got back to us right away. Uh, so that was yet another, like, jolt of, of belief and energy and just having people who believed in the project yeah, uh, I think it was really the key, and like, uh, I can't say enough about the writers' room that we that we put together. Like, just uh, some of the the things that we can come up with, but also just like, it's it's really cool that like a team of of the three of us came up with this whole season and then the crew, the great the great crew and the great cast mm-hmm. that, that we assembled was able to like take the words from the page and just elevate it again. And yeah. so it's kind of uh, wild to think about, honestly. I was telling Kevin while we were shooting because there's uh one scene 
where uh, you see my character getting dropped off at his workplace. Mm -hmm. And we actually show the list, uh, the ramp being lowered uh, in the wheelchair van and my character comes out of a wheelchair van. Mm -hmm. And that was one of those moments where I was like, whoa. Like, it's such a small moment, but mm -hmm. it's one of those moments that you do not see yeah. on, t on television. And that was the moment where I was like, I think I think we're, we're getting to where, where I wanted to get to because that's the type of a storytelling that isn't being seen right now uh, on screen that I I really wanted to to explore. So I love that. Yeah, that's great. And did you always know that you were going to be cast, or did you always that was my question? Be, that was was my it? Question. Yeah. And I was like question. With broadcasting, you're obviously you're not shy to you know doing what you do, but then acting can be different. Or did it? feel natural because it really was based on you so did it make it a little bit more easier yeah well i have to say that um i come from from an acting family uh, mm. as well my my mother is actually in the show but she does not play my mom uh, okay interestingly enough uh but um so I've always I've always been around it. Uh, I've always been around it, and like it was one of those things where I was like, I'd like to to be in acting mm -hmm. at some point, but the way it was shaking out for me, uh, a lot of those roles for people with disabilities don't come along very often yep. so it's almost like if you want one you're gonna have to uh yeah. write it yourself no, it so yeah yeah it's that, think... it's that way with so many ad adaptive equipment you see parents are the ones that are creating them or you know halloween costumes and stuff for their kids it's always the parents because they're like well nobody else is doing this so you know they end up doing it themselves and that's exactly what it is you just had to dive in and rate it yourself yeah yeah awesome yeah i'm excited to see it so it comes out in the spring uh march 24th on cbc gem all seven episodes are available at once so everyone was uh to binge watch these days so <laughs> I love doing that <laughs> and see I mean the name is perfect because they do have a lot of gem like the shows on there that I sometimes people I think need to see them more I think that they have a lot of stuff and they oh, yeah. like you said with them telling you you know push the envelope do what you need to do that's what they do and and like I I, I think it's really great that you guys were connected with them to help yeah it was one of to be honest one of the fastest uh, green lights for a show i've ever had from when they brought it to me i was a long lead up for sean but when it was brought to me and, and my co-founder lucy it was a very short turnaround from talking to cbc who historically have a 
great relationship with. Uh, but then there's the other side, which uh, not a lot of people know with Canadian television and, and the industry, it's like, it's a lot of having to apply to other funds. So yeah. there was a path towards production, but it required yeah. us uh, talking to getting other funding from different government bodies, the yeah. Bell Fund, Ontario Creates, the TELUS Mental Health Fund, that right. we it all lined up for us uh, in That's a very awesome. short, within a year to go from, wow. hey, let's pitch it, to actually... Great getting a greenlit to then being on camera in the summer uh, of late last August mm-hmm. was incredibly fast. So much so I was like, Sean, we got to pinch ourselves because before you know, it's going to be over and it would be like, was that all a dream? <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah. it it really was quite, quite remarkable um, the way it came together. And it's a, again, a testament to the creative where it, it, it was so unique uh, and so funny. Uh, and, you know, some people <laughs> had said to us, well, I don't know, uh, uh, can we can you do this and i'm like talk to sean (laughs) (laughs) and then oh wow a lot of people and you know who all the people say i don't know if you can do this we're all able-bodied people like myself saying that yeah uh and then they talk to sean and then they they zip up pretty quickly because he says it he says uh, he and he's a better speaker than i am (laughs) so i'm like thank you sean because that that called a lot of ideas and again it goes back to the people being so sensitive it comes from the right place but yeah. at the same time it's like but let people make comedy for themselves yes exactly yeah yeah i love that so john i don't want to go ahead and spoil the show because i think people should watch the show and i think people should enjoy the show because it sounds like a cool great show that i I'll, I'll definitely going to binge watch it, I believe, with some mm-hmm. popcorn and something. But anyways, what I wanted to talk to you about is I wanted to go back a little bit on the R word, because the other day we were having a discussion, Lee and I, with another guest of ours. I think she's from, from Red Deer or Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're talking about the different wording that people are using nowadays. With, some people use the R word, but it's incorrectly use some people yeah. use the word disable which i personally have a uh do not like but i started to like because some people are starting to use it so everybody has different different opinions about all the different wordings of what to say so i wanted to know what do you think about the r word and what do you say to people when when they use it in front of you whether it's it's people that you encounter every day or people that you encounter as new Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the R word is wholly unacceptable on, uh, like, various levels. It's just, it's not, I can't even, when, when people say it, it's like, I... You can sort of hear it in my voice now. Like I have, I have issues articulating mm-hmm. how much the word bothers me, uh, especially um, just how flippantly people used to throw it around at mm-hmm. people and like just out in the open, just like. Um, but the yeah, that word is absolutely wholly unacceptable. I think I think uh 
this is an interesting discussion about the 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 word disabled though mm -hmm. uh, because that is a word that I prefer and my my view on it uh is unless I'm shooting lasers out of my eyes <laughs> then that's when I become like differently abled, you know? Yeah. yeah. When I start becoming an X-Men, when I yeah. go to the X-Men Academy, that's yeah. when the, you're a mutant, yeah. Yeah. But for me I think disabled uh definitely sort of is is where I land on it. Although I yes. I am hearing uh wheelchair user i like i like wheelchair user or mm -hmm. uh assistive device mm -hmm. user yeah. mm -hmm. um i think i think that is is kind of cool that that's coming in mm -hmm. um I think so too. yeah yeah, getting people used to saying accessible washroom, accessible, accessible parking, rather than, yeah. Handicap parking. Handicap, yeah. 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 It's, it's good because I, I started to feel, that started to get used to the word disabled. I didn't use to it. I didn't like, or developmental disability. I don't like that word. You know, there's, there's some words that I just don't, I'm not, I, I wasn't, I wasn't really, um, Comfortable with it, but the word disabled, people started using it more and more and more. That started to feel you started to own it, you know, in a way you start owning something like that. So it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of started to to get on on good on good terms with me. But I wanted to know what you think about that, and, yeah. and same with the R word, and because for some people would be offensive or would be not good for some people are okay with that. And that's, that's, that's a good thing to do. Of course, the R word is globally not good yeah. because it's, it's a global word that is not used or the C word for, for, for the disability community might not be still a good word to use. Right. So. I mean, one thing I will say is like, uh, there, there is something to be said, or at least when I was younger, there is something to be said about taking back the word or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was younger, I would use the this word in reference to myself, mm -hmm. and then and then I, I kind of took a look one day, and I was like, why, like. Why would I do? And it's also kind of a a thing where it's like that's just lazy. Like mm -hmm. if you want to make a joke, make a better joke than that. Like, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. so true. I even call people out when they just add the word like "tard" to something else. Like even when people mm. talk about liberals, they call them libtards. And I'm always like, I know what you mean. Like, I know what you're implying here. So I always call people out when they kind of add it. And it's like, you are you don't want to say it because you know it's wrong, but yet you're toying with the idea. So yeah, I love calling people out all the time for using. Now, Kevin, how, how do you feel about movies nowadays or TV productions or that are still using the R word? How would you, how would you educate 
the TV productions or the TV directors of avoiding that those type of productions. I mean, it comes to mind the movie Napoleon Dynamite where they use that on script, right? Where uh, I thought it was funny at first, but when I heard that word, I was like, okay, I own this movie. It's going to the garbage. You know what I mean? <laughs> because because of that particular part of the script where I don't like that, so it's going to the garbage, right? How do you educate that in the production well, let me speak on behalf of the whole industry now. No, uh, <laughs> it, it's, um, I, I guess it's a challenge, and you know, it comes to mind like there's always pushback on like the latest Quentin Tarantino movie. Though mm-hmm. he says N word riddled throughout, right. it, you know, and then yeah. there was weigh in from the community about that too. Um, and I, I guess it's like uh, I, I can say from our context of You're mm-hmm. My Hero, we use the R word uh, because it was in a way a teachable moment but it, it was for sean to showcase mm-hmm. how uh from the other side it's mm-hmm. showing how visceral how hurtful that comment is yeah. but then we flip it on its head and it makes it really funny so it's a very it, it could be very dark a very dramatic scene but it's actually one very funny scene because the way that and i think it's very important when you're doing comedy when you're dealing with sensitive topics like this where in the end uh the guy who said it uh he got his uh just desserts like there was consequences for him mm-hmm. and it wasn't just using it um uh and it just it moves on but like uh, i think it's a very tough thing because i think about pack back to like you know just even the 90s mm-hmm. that that word was just used as ah that's bad yeah and exactly as a flippant comment and i think you know as a, a guy growing up in burlington <laughs> in the 90s not being exposed to that that was a word that was used all the time and none of us knew the consequences of it mm-hmm. and i guess it's like now how do you deal with that word uh, are people using out of ignorance i think some people might be still but i think it's mm-hmm. harder and harder to say you don't know because it's getting yeah. out there so much uh the average person that's not a word you use just like other words yes uh, mm-hmm. so please grow people and i hope that's yeah. what people will understand when they see the show, it's like, please grow beyond that word now. Yeah, exactly. My 12 year old will watch a movie from the nineties or something. And if they say the word, she'll look at me and I'm like, it's not okay. But back, they were learning still back then, you know, like you have to remember they were learning and they probably know now that whoops, we shouldn't have, you know, use that, but Hopefully, it's done. Yes. What's done is done. <laughs> you know they can't go back and change it well maybe they could I don't know but um yeah so I think it's but I just like knowing that she already knows (laughs) you know if she hears it she's just like immediately like oh my god shocked but uh Carlos did you see my face when you said I don't like the term disabled and my my whole face just dropped I was like great all I've used is that on your no 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 Correction, correction. I <laughs> I didn't used to like it until I started to realize that people are using it more and more, right? And so yeah. you can't, because I used to say, just to clarify what I used to say instead of that word, I used to say, Sean lives with a disability or Sean has a disability, right? Instead of being disabled or, or Carlos has a disability or Carlos lives with a disability. But I understand now that some people, to make it easier, could say Carlos is disabled, or Carlos is, um, yeah, or Carlos or John is disabled, right? To make it easier, 
right? Or yeah. to make it easier. So I started to feel more comfortable now just because in my in my younger age, my dad used that word a lot, and I didn't really enjoy it. And same with hopefully my dad doesn't doesn't feel bad about this. But and, and but but then I realized that people are using it more. Like there's somebody like Sean who are using it, yourself who who are using it, yeah. uh, another writer who has a disability who's uh, Shane Borska. He's using it in the U.S., right? So there's a lot of people who are using it, and now I'm feeling more comfortable towards it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Sean, you were going to say something? Um, if I could just also add, yeah. uh, the the uh, the character who says the R word, the actor, Christian Smith, is like the nicest, huh. most like yeah. genuine <laughs> Yeah. human being in the world and we actually had a, a nice conversation and Christian came to me and he's like I don't know man like I don't know like I don't necessarily feel comfortable because yeah. also his uh, I think he'd be okay with uh, his uh, brother-in-law has uh, Down syndrome as well mm -hmm. So that's another added layer for him. Mm -hmm. um, but I, the way the way I told him was, uh, what we're doing is we're really highlighting how that word still does get used mm -hmm. uh, yeah. when referring to people with uh, with disabilities mm -hmm. and how how awful it is that people use it. And then eventually it's not as if my character just like lets it go. Right. There, there is some some uh consequence for mm -hmm. for Teaching. that word being used. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Now we're so excited. Um, we'll definitely be sharing it everywhere where everybody yeah, can watch it. Absolutely. Uh, March 24th, was it? That's March right. Yeah. Fourth on, on CBC Gym. So excited. But before we wrap it up, we just have one more thing to chat about, and that is Life Without Limits. And so, Sean, like, do you, what does life, living life without limits mean to you? And do you feel that you live your life without limits? That's, uh, I, when you initially, when we connected about doing this podcast mm -hmm. and you said, we just have uh, one question that we end every podcast with. Mm -hmm. It took me a while to, to ponder what that means. And I think I've come up with that. It just, it means that I'm, I'm allowed, I have access to, to participate in life mm -hmm. with the same footing, like with the same chances and the same footing as uh, as uh, able-bodied people, in the sense that yeah, uh, I'm looking at barrier-free to like access. Uh, they're free to like accessing textbooks or books or any of that stuff. Also, uh, one of the things that I 
really enjoy doing is going to live uh, comedy. But Toronto, a lot of the live comedy has like 14 steps going down or like one big step to get in. And yeah. It's just, it's not really set up in a way that's feasible for people in wheelchairs to be able to access. So yeah. I think, I think, and again, also, uh, this show does highlight uh, just the mundane stuff about getting out of bed in the morning. Like, mm -hmm. that's right. an entire process that, like, you have to rely on other people mm -hmm. who may or may not show up. Like, you know, so I think some consistency within the systems that, that we have to live uh, in uh, is really important to a barrier free life. Mm -hmm. And uh, to actually answer your question, I I don't think I am currently living one. Like, I'd like to live one eventually, mm -hmm. and I'm striving to live one. Mm -hmm. But I think it takes uh, a lot of people to ensure that people can live one. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is systematic yes so yeah absolutely it's that's, limits that yeah the world is putting on you not you putting on yourself for sure yeah that's a fantastic answer sean yeah. and as leah always says this world is not made for us so that's yeah, what she yeah. always says but, but <laughs> we, we gotta we gotta <laughs> start putting a little bit of a of a green on it what about you kevin do you think you'll live your life without limits look as a white guy from Burlington, Ontario, <laughs> it's hard not to live your life without limits. Right. Um, but, yep. you know, but what I'll say maybe this to, to any creators out there um, that might want to pursue um, like a, a career in the arts, uh, do what Sean did, which is don't try to compromise your writing because you think people might not want to hear about how I live or something. Because for me, like, one, what Sean was talking about being stuck in bed, that ended up being a whole episode about right. uh, his character being stuck in bed because nobody could go get him. And that's what makes the show so unique. So I would say, yes. if anybody's out there, don't shy away from, if you're comfortable, that is to talk about your own life. And Sean was very yeah. open book about being like, because often we would have the writing, he'd be like, well, this horrible thing happened to me today. Let's make something funny out of it. Yeah. And, and that's that's part of what makes Sean so amazing. He can do that. Yeah. Um, but if you're comfortable and you can put it to paper or to if you're writing a song or whatever, and you can push it out there, there are people out there, uh, I think like myself, that you know sat up in his chair right away and was like, what is the script? This is so different. It's so funny. Uh, so don't shy away because I think mm -hmm. in the industry, people are like, oh, nobody wants to hear about me and what happens to me So uh, because it's different and I shouldn't write that write that because that's what makes it so stand out uh and unique so um, I, I kind of diverge there but that's just my little tidbit for anybody no i love that carlos when you were leaving that one day and your closet door fell and oh, then you could yeah. leave your apartment because you were stuck that would have been a great great yeah. one yeah that was <laughs> that, that that was a uh 
an, an experience in itself, you know, like a life in that situation, which if I didn't move this way, <laughs> the 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 door could have fallen in my head. But but it was it was funny at the at the end of the day because you can't get out, but you gotta make something out of it, right? Instead of just yeah. saying, saying, "Oh, that's for you know," you gotta laugh at it, and you know you can. But yeah, it's experiences that happen that when the door comes down and you can't move in. There's no way you can. That's real life for sure. That's real life. Yeah. Oh, this was so great. I am, yeah, again, so excited to watch. And uh, we'll put all the information in the show notes and all over our social media for both the podcast and Cerebral Palsy Alberta and get the word out and get maybe we'll have a viewing party at the office here. We have a TV. Oh, maybe that'll we be can awesome. have a viewing party. Oh, that'd work. be awesome. Yeah, work, you know, totally order yeah. some lunch and, <laughs> and just binge. That would be really fun. No, yeah. definitely. So thank you so, so much. Thanks thank so much Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Yeah, thank both of you. Thank you so much for for taking the time and and, and coming to the show because I know both of you guys are pretty busy, and uh, and to have this time with us it's just it's just being a pleasure in itself. And all of uh, all of our wonderful listeners, please make sure to check this wonderful TV show that's come come up in March mm-hmm. and uh, and make sure you check the notes. Make sure you follow these two wonderful people. And yeah. uh, if you are wanting to be a part of this wonderful podcast, please make sure to reach out. To, Myself and Leah uh, at My Life with Olive's podcast, and uh, we will be more than happy to have you on our show as well. Thank you once again, Sean and Kevin, and have yourself, all of you, a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, please remember to live your life with Olive's. <laughs>